welcome back to another episode of the cool, 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 cool down. You know, can I just say something? If Silo was here, you would definitely, definitely try and say that better than I, I just did. But um, <laughs> just welcoming to the show, guys. We've got Darren Smalley and oh, Wonga Denga and Darren Smalley have switched spots. Okay, no, they're in the right order now. We've got Wonga Denga and Darren Smalley in the house today. Gentlemen, how was the weekend? Poor. And mine was on a Friday even. Mine started on a Friday. <laughs> on a Friday. Nine minutes of the game into the weekend. What what a weekend for Wonga. And I couldn't watch another Leno, match. It was horrible. Leno, Leno made a shock of uh, error there. And... Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> and, jeez, it was... Yeah, I didn't watch another game because of that, genuine. Oh. If, yeah, everything else this was, on, was a highlight. I just was frustrated the whole, the whole weekend. That was me. To be fair, I probably would have been the same if Leeds were on Friday and we had to lose, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we drew against Newcastle right at the end of the game and I couldn't watch anything else for the That was my weekend done too. So, yeah, so your, your weekend ended on Friday. Mine was early Saturday. Yours wasn't too bad on Sunday, Darren, eh? Yeah. I th- I, look, obviously, I mean, it would be um, would have been great to beat United. They are main rivals in the Premier League, at least. I know we haven't faced them properly for 16 years before all the Old Trafford game in December. But um, as a rival, they are our main rival. So it would have been great to beat them. But I think on the whole, uh, yeah, I mean, I watched the whole game, obviously. And I thought uh, I thought United probably had the better of the chances. But, I mean, we could have so, we could have so come away with it in the end. Wait, Darren, are we are we are we just diving right in here? Are we just going to talk no, about the United Leeds game because I'm I'm confused. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, we, we got to save the juicy bit. We can't just go gung ho right from the beginning. You know, you always have the starter, then we have the main fair course, enough. and then the dessert. Right. So so today, I, I just thought I'd give a bit of an intro. Give a bit of intro to the game, to be honest, because with the best okay. result okay. out of us three, let's. To be fair. All right. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Darren. Darren is giving the starter. People, I'll let you finish with your starter there, Darren. No, no, no. It was basically wrapping it up, uh, to be honest. It was just saying I felt like probably a fair result in the end, but I'll, I'll dive into it a bit later when, when we get into the, to the juicy details <laughs> of it, I guess. <laughs> right, guys. So talking about the start as the main course and obviously dessert, what we're going to do is we're going to start off with the results. We're going to talk about the Caravan Cup. We're going to talk about the Premier League results in depth in terms of our games. And then we're going to end off with one or two things regarding a certain Premier League Hall of Fame and pretty much who we think is going to be in that top 10. That's pretty much what we're angling for. So talking about the results, we're just going to start off and kick it right off the bat with the Carabao Cup final. Obviously, the, the biggest ups, uh, upset in football history. Am I right? Man City w- winning the Carabao yet again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought, I mean, it would have been, for, I mean, for Tottenham, I think it would have been a, a, a nice thing for them. Um, you know, but I think... Uh, I think it. I don't think anyone really was really expecting it. Everyone was saying, I mean, Mourinho leaving just before the final was <laughs> you just you literally um, putting uh, Man City's t- uh, name on the title. And to be honest, I didn't watch the game. Like I said, um, my weekend was horrible. I, I genuinely didn't watch any soccer <laughs> after that. I was really frustrated. Um, but again, Man City picking up. Not surprised, uh, but I, I could see. I mean, I, I saw Son. I mean, I just thought about it. I mean, Son, uh, it was he was probably the headline of him crying, yeah. um, losing the cup. And you think about him like, geez, a player of that. I mean, a player of that caliber, Son, 
and he's not winning any cups for how, how many years now? And he's been at uh, been at Tottenham. You know, he's left um, uh, Leverkusen, and, and and he's he's an exceptional player. I mean, he's playing for any other team, and and he's definitely winning a a trophy. And he can play for any other better team. That's that's the truth about it. So Tottenham will have a, a tough time come come this uh, next transfer window, which I'm happy about. <laughs> of course, you're happy about it. But I mean, that's exactly. You know, I was I was looking at the stats of them saying now Pep Guardiola has joined uh, joined the all time list of the the most winners or most wins of the Carabao Cup. There we go, Celo. I said it again, Carabao, Carabao. It's it's how you say it in Portuguese, anyway. Not Carabao. There's actually there's meant to be an accent in the air. But anyway, so now he's joined joined leader with Sir Alex Ferguson and Mourinho. So they've each got four now, and there's another manager. I think it's Cloth. I'm, I can't. I'm not entirely sure. But I was just thinking, as a neutral, how does Daniel Levy sack a man? Six days before the final, where you know he could arguably become the greatest manager of all time with regards to this particular mm. cup, he would have gone five mm. ahead. And they brought him in to win silverware, and they sack him. It's just it was one of those at the end of the day where Spurs were absolutely useless. They were nowhere to be found. Apparently, there's a stat that came out from Monday Night Football that they played more long balls than the average teams in the Premier League who are fighting relegation in the final. It's also now I think it's four consecutive finals that Spurs have played that they just haven't scored in the final. So it's one of those where you're just like, what were you thinking, Dan- uh, Daniel Levy? I don't know what your th- thoughts were there, Darren. Yeah, so I've got two theories on this one. I think um, for Daniel Levy, there was a, I think there was a method to his madness in sacking him because if he did go and win the Carabao Cup, I think it would have been harder for him for them to sack him come the end of the season because then he would have had some. Um, some backing in terms of saying, well, I won you a trophy and when last did you guys win a trophy type of thing. And I think yes. from, what I've, from what I've read, um, there's the, the changing room has got a very toxic environment. There's a couple of, not players directly, but um, sources have come out. Uh, I think I read it uh, a couple of days on Sky Sports saying that there was a, there's a few players that have come out and, say, and said that the, the changing room was toxic and that it needed to change ASAP, basically. Um, so that's my two theories, but I think they, they needed to get rid of him before he got to play the final so that, yeah. um, he didn't have a leg to stand on coming into the season. It's all like, guys, I want you a trophy. So, um, oh. yeah, I think I, I, that's, that's what I've read and what I've heard, but, um, we'll never know. I mean, we, we're not part of the club, I suppose, so. Well, we got a voice note. We we got a voice note from one of our viewers in Scotland there, Scotty. And apparently it was a voice note doing the rounds from Jamie Redknapp. And one of the alleged reasons for sacking Mourinho was the fact that if he had the fact that he did it now that there was seventh in the league meant that they'd have to pay him out less money. So if they okay. sacked him when he was fourth or fifth, then obviously the payout would have been bigger. So that was one of the decisions yeah. they made, regardless of the timing of the cup, which is, like you said, maybe there was an extra clause. Had he won the cup, they would have paid more, even though they yeah. knew they were sacking him. But then again, at what cost? Your club hasn't won a trophy for 13 years, and this is the result. You fire the guy, which is bizarre. But two things I want to ask you guys now is that you mentioned Son, Wonga Denga, and that's a valid point. We, everyone's been talking about Harry Kane leaving the club. What about the likes of Son now? Yeah. I mean, surely, yeah. surely both those players are going, we, we out of here. And the question is, there are going to be plenty of suitors for Son. You can see him playing anywhere in the Premier League or anywhere in the world, really. And, you know, you looked at, never mind players going out. There was, um, and there's still probably this talk about, you know, Ericsson not being him, not being happy at Inter. And there were talks about him coming back. 
<laughs> now he's probably thinking, whoa, how sad am I at <laughs> Inter, you know? Yeah. Because now these guys don't even know, they don't even know their manager. It's, 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 it's madness there, you know? Um, so, but I mean, if I, but looking at, uh, at Son, um, like I just said it before, I, I, I just, I can't see if, I can't see how, I mean, you can see he's a nice guy. He's the kind of person who's going to be, you would do something, I mean, I mean, just out of, um, out of love, you know, for, for the club, but yeah. uh, you a player like that, not winning any trophies for me. I, I can't, I can't understand it. You can, you can see uh, it if Kane leaves. Yeah. If Kane leaves, I think, and he stays, I'm sure he'll be club captain now, I reckon. But would he want us If Kane's leaving, if Kane's leaving, if I was him, I would be wanting to duck as well. I'd be like, well, yeah. I'm definitely not going to win anything, and even with Kane. And now Kane's gone. What what am I doing here? What am hey, I really I, doing? I don't want to change the the, the 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 change the subject to Man United, but like I just just to I, I just read it passing. So I'm not sure it was. I just heard that like Bruno Fernandez said he would sign a contract extension if you know they, if they kept Pogba, you know, and something like that. It sort of, yeah. you know, it makes sense, you know. I mean, now he, how can he? There's, I, I mean, if he's, if if Son is there, I mean, if if Kane leaves, you're taking away 28 goal, no, 40, is it like close to 30 between the what, close to 30 um, goal contributions in the season? What what is your team going to do then? You're literally taking it away. I know from experience with Arsenal, yeah. lost Robin van Persie to Man United, and. We literally gave Man United the league. You just gave them all the goals because Robin Percy went that season. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was top goal scorer. Yep. Um, and then they won. Yeah. They, they they won the league. Uh, and then Ferguson so retired I, on yeah, a high. Retired. <laughs> and, and I think Van so Persie I, I was see. the top scorer when he played for Arsenal the season before as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So he did, yeah. did the same thing. They bought the goals for a cheap price. Even I think it was a good return on investment. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, like if I just look at those situations and 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 Kane, I don't think he's gonna be fading out. I think even when Kane hit his first twenty, I think people thought um, they said, ah, he's he's just a lucky spell. And I mean, obviously he's proved himself and said he can do it. And I don't I don't doubt that he can do it next season. So if he leaves, I, Son could stay because of the kind of person he is. But if if he's mm. got other people advising him, I don't think it would be what I mean. Yeah, be the right thing. He could do so much more with the better team. I mean, if he, he could he could play in a Liverpool team, he could play in a Man United team, he could play he in a Man City team, he could play for any team. Yeah, and he could do all. Mm. He could play for Real Madrid. He could play for Barcelona. I think it all depends. It all depends on who they bring in, because uh, Mason is not going to keep the job. Let's um, let's <laughs> be realistic. Um, so Mason's not going to keep the. Keep the job, so I think it depends on who they bring in as the as the manager. I was checking I the odds today. Um, yeah, no, Nugglesman is top or something like that. And no, Nugglesman has just signed a contract with Bayern Munich. Yeah, <laughs> it's been announced yeah, today. With the most expensive payout for a manager, I think it's up to twenty five million pounds in bonuses or it's euros, and it's a five year deal. The man's only thirty three years old. He's got a huge wow. future. I mean, the things that he's done at Red Bull Leipzig. It's not Red Bull, sorry, RB Leipzig. Red Bull's just to cover up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's he's going to buy now. So he was the, the leading candidate for the Spurs job. Second favorite, I think, was Brendan Rodgers. And he's come out saying, why would he leave? He's not interested. He's at Leicester and he believes they can compete week in, week out, top four, which I think I think, I think he's running the club. They're letting him do yeah. whatever he wants. He's coming. He's seen a team that hasn't had an identity 
and he's given them an identity at Leicester and he's in full control of this new new stadium that not stadium but new training center that he has the players that he wants in and out he's not going there any sign and then it, it comes back to the point again where do Spurs go from here and you guys are mentioning if, if they bring someone in do the players stay the players aren't staying regardless that's the big thing so so Spurs Spurs are still going to be paying off that stadium and they're going to be in big big trouble it's going to be very interesting I don't know. So yeah. you were saying, Darren, in terms of who, who do you think, what do you think the likelihood of them bringing in, say, the Ajax manager? I think, what's his name? Uh, it's Ten Hag. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's someone I would be looking at realistically going, yeah, man playing at Ajax wants to practice his trade at Premier League. But also, any decent manager, why would you go to Spurs? Daniel Levy could yeah. sack you within the first six months. He'd sack yeah, his own mother for crying out loud. 100%. And the, and the thing is, like, I mean, you mentioned the IX manager here. The next in line after Nagelsmann and, and like you said, Brendan Rodgers, I think it was like Scott Parker, who's going down with Fulham now. Uh, like, why, do, why would you go and hire a manager there? Um, Graham Potter, he's also hanging around at the bottom there. I mean, it's... I, and it, I, I, I like the idea of Graham Potter because I, I, I enjoy the way he plays. But the thing is, and he will have better players at his disposal, obviously, if he's at Tottenham. But, yeah... There's obviously a problem in the changing room there that needs some some someone to come in and stamp out all the problems and things like that. And who's going to be have that authority to do that? If Mourinho couldn't do it, who's going to do it? Yeah, um, I'm, yeah I, I think, like that. That's fair, yeah. I think like even... Um, I mean, just looking at uh, the way Levy's been acting, I think, I think you're right in that sense, Cloud. He's definitely going to... You've definitely now turned a couple of managers maybe who wanted to enter the Premier League, they've definitely said Spurs is, like, if they had Spurs as an option, they'd probably put it down there, you know, because um, I think I, I remember, I, remember uh, I read something where Pep as well, not Pep Guardiola, where they said Pep Guardiola, Chelsea were interested in getting Pep, and then Pep said, no ways. <laughs> A problem which uh, is too erratic. It could just be there, the next thing is gone, you know. Um, and you can see the kind of teams that Pep, Joins and I mean when he was at Barcelona, he was there for long term, did his thing. Then he left uh, to Bayern Munich, there long term, did his thing, and then again he left again out of his own will. And here he's at Man City, probably there Man City is going to leave again out of his own will. So he chooses his teams uh, uh, wisely, you know. And I would assume, and I mean all the better managers in the world would do the same thing. That's why I can't see a good, good manager. Maybe someone even it would be a good team to try. Like let's say you want to enter the Premier League. I mean and Try out your trade there, but if you got a, if you got someone like that who's gonna just be firing you left, right, and center, but it's not. But it's not even it's not even money. the guy firing you. It's also it's to what Darren is saying. The squad's already toxic. A lot of the, some yeah, of those yeah. players should have moved on a couple of seasons. They're past their sell by date. Hugo Lloris should have yeah. gone. Um, mm. There's a couple of them for um, for Togan left last season, but the other one, Alderweireld, and all those guys. Yeah, yeah, it's there's, there's just too many players, you know. And that's when we look at Ferguson. Everyone talks about the successful management of a Ferguson. He just knew when to move a player on and keep that sort of atmosphere within the club, right? So now, when we're looking at Spurs in general, we're already saying everyone's looking at it. We know they're paying off the stadium. We know that um, they got players they're, they're going to leave. They're paying off Mourinho. The only incentive they've got for a new manager, the only incentive they've got is saying, cool, we're probably going to sell Kane and we're probably going to sell Son. So with that money, you can go and find the players and rebuild the team, which what is anyone going to get losing those two players with the money that you're going to receive? We've seen it time and time again. Liverpool got rid of Suarez. They couldn't rebuild the team after that from from that money they just gave from Suarez. They got rid of Gareth Bale Spurs. 
the same thing happened. They stuck with Lamelo, who's still on bench. I don't know how that guy still left the club. That, those are, that's kind of what happens. Yeah. But uh, no, valid right. point. Pumalani asking here. He's saying Bielsa. Bielsa to come in at Spurs. There's no chance. He would never. Bielsa no, would ever do that. I think I explained it before. Like He's a football romantic. So he wants to take a club that's basically... Look, Leeds have always had a rich history. But I mean, we, we were down in the doldrums in the championship mid-table. And he's basically taken our club from nowhere to where it is now. Ninth in the Premier League. One ahead of Arsenal, which is great. Um, and <laughs> look, I, I want and look, I, I would love to say that he'll never leave, but I mean, he, he could possibly, but he's not going to a club like Tottenham. Um, never. Yeah. So, so that I think I can put my head on a block there and say that. But um, what about Ralph Hasenhutl from Southampton? That might not be a bad shot because um, I mean, he, he had a great start to the season with Southampton. Um, and they did the same thing with Pochettino, if you remember. Remember, he was at Southampton first and then yeah. went over to, to Tottenham. So they and might he did be, very well, yeah. Yeah, there might be some... Um, I don't know. I think it's been too hot, and, too hot and cold for him. I mean, even towards the end of the last season, the results weren't great. He had a good first yeah. half and then the wheels have come off the bus a little bit. So I don't know. And also, how much do we judge all these managers with regards to this current season if, when we consider all yeah. the variables and we consider everything? I mean, this has been a season like no other... So it does, it does become tricky, especially also, which begs, begs the question again of Daniel Levy sacking. Why are you just sacking someone if you didn't have a plan? Like if Nagelsmann was on your on number one on your list, why not mm. secure that before the sacking? A lot of questions yeah, like, to be answered. And uh, yeah, like I don't know. Time, like when they sacked Pochettino, Mourinho was in two days later. So, but this exactly. time he, he, didn't have, he didn't have a plan B. He puts Mason in charge. I mean, he's younger than me. And he's managing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is nuts, dude. It is crazy, dude. Um, but all right, Premier League. We're gonna go to to the game that we might as well start with this game because the weekend started with the game, and obviously it's the only one that Wonga watched. So, Wonga, take it away. Arsenal zero, Everton one. Everton's fighting for that top four spot. The dream is alive there. Yeah, I think it was for me. It was just like the game with with, with Fulham. It was. I mean, not both te- both teams were not really much in it. Everton had, well, not say in it. Let me say the game wasn't that really entertaining. To be honest with you, um, and Everton had the better chances uh, at the end of the day. Um, just uh, look for me, it's a game we should be winning. <laughs> I mean, that's what I said last week. I said just based on the circumstances, it's a game that we should be winning. Uh, West Ham are playing against Chelsea. Guys, are, guys, guys above us are playing each other, you know. Um, so we have to win. We win. Definitely one's going to fall. We can also climb points. But again, yeah. and this is like, this is the sixth time I'm probably saying this. It would have been a different position if we had won at least three of those uh, uh, six, you know. Um, and Arteta was, um, I think there was a point where, I don't know if you guys saw it, where uh, Danny Sabah's got... Um, no, with Danny Savayos fell in the box, I'd say. Yeah, they said he... he not, I mean, not even was, fall. Why do you say he fell? That, that was a blatant dive. That was La Liga 101. <laughs> That's yeah. what they teach a seven-year-old in Spanish football. That <laughs> was goodness. pure diving. It was bad. Oh, my goodness. It was, yeah. it was horrible. Um, and we still got the penalty. There was a close handball shot as well in that one, wasn't there? No, uh, it wasn't. In, no, it wasn't the Everton game, but I can't remember. No, it wasn't. But uh, that was Chelsea. 
Then, oh, yes, um, then, so we get a penalty, and a penalty was disallowed because of the, I mean, there was offside before. And then Arteta lost, I think Arteta was like, nah, this is the, I mean, they are, this is like the last draw, wada wada. Um, they need to get the act together. But I'm thinking to myself, bro, VAR has nothing to do with that result that we had, you know, and we shouldn't have got the penalty in the first place. If, for me, yeah. if Arteta, in fact, for me, Arteta should be applying that same, um, he should be applying that same critique on, on his team, the way they perform, you know, not, not on VAR. And VAR, we, yeah. we know, I mean, the, the, the way it is, uh, you know, and I mean, this weekend there's also decisions that were in and out. But I mean, for me, I mean, G was you need to he needs to be criticizing his team the way he just criticized that VAR because for me it's like I, I can't understand. I mean, Pepe again, like I I just don't know, Claudio, what what's 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 in this with with, with Arsenal. You know, it's it's a lot happening at the club. I get it, but the, the at the end of the day, you're sitting we're sitting tenth on the table now. You know, and we have opportunities yeah. to climb. We come against Everton. Everton also not in a good run. And what do we do? We give them the win. You know, I don't blame it on Leno. I think Leno, I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not blaming the loss on Leno. Yeah, it was his fault. And, and, and we lose the game because of it. Um, but Leno, scored, yeah, we should have scored as well. And Leno has mm-hmm. had, uh, I think, a, a good season. Um, not even a good season. I think, I think like when you're looking at that game, that game was pretty one-sided. Everton had majority of the ball. They were the ones yes. taking the game to Arsenal. Arsenal were just keeping the shape, all that they could do, which is what has been the theme throughout the season really against. And, you know, this is the irony is against the biggest side, somewhat Everton in this scenario being the biggest side. They were keeping the shape. They were holding it back. And Leno, to be fair, up until that moment, was probably one of the better players in that Arsenal team. The saves that he was yes. putting off were phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, 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 yeah. I mean, for me, that was like, yeah, you're right. For me, it was a, uh, it was just a one for. It was, it was either it was either that goal, either that that work shot, or the other shots that other that uh, the guys, the, the ones that he saved. You know, I think he did everything that he could have done. Um, but for me, the team, like we play against Chelsea, like the the the, the one season, the, like when we beat Chelsea three 0 that's an Arsenal. That, that that I want, you know, team that like goes out and wants to win a match, you know, the team that beat um, who did you play in the Europa um, this um, the last Europa match we played, uh, we also won, I think it was four. Um, can't remember how we played now. It was Slavia. Yeah, it was Slavia. Yeah, Slavia. It was, yeah. Those, it was a Czech yeah, side. They, yeah, they literally took the game to them. Yeah, it's Slavia, but you could see those intent. You know, there's intent to win. There's intent to go up. But then now we come on the weekend. Now we're a different team. There's like a different mentality. It's like. Mm-hmm. Is this thing I hate saying? I, I always say it like I don't know why guys go out there and they wanna they wanna play chess. You know, if you play against if you wanna if you play against um um a Liverpool, right? You play against a Man City. Uh, you know exactly what you're gonna get, and that's why I also respect Leeds as well in that sense. Is that when you play against Leeds, you know exactly what's gonna happen. You know exactly the way they're gonna play, and they play to their strength because that's how it is. But now with Arsenal, it's like, no, this game must play like this. This game must play like this. And then it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It works sometimes, but it's, it's failed us most of the time. And look at us now yeah. compared to the other season. Now we're middle of the goddamn table. And people are telling us there's a plan to win the Champions League in three seasons. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, man, I think it's just a lack of belief, man. It's one of those situations where you, you mentioned the Europa game. It's interesting. They've, they went into the game believing they could get something from it. Hence, you know, being very on the front foot from the beginning. 
Now they've gone into the game against Everton. Oh, you know, Angelotti, you know, some bigger players. So naturally they've gone, okay, we can't give away too much because this side can hurt us. And I think that's the problem. It's that fear that they have that teams can hurt them as opposed to going, we're a side that can hurt teams regardless of who they are. And that's one of those things that come with time. The manager needs to win things. He needs to build that culture within the squad. And right now there's just, there are too many distractions for Arsenal on the field, off the field. It's just everywhere. It's just a mess. It's just, look, it's a mess for most clubs right now. But at the moment at Arsenal, it's been a mess for the last how many years. And one of the things that actually went well for Arsenal is the fact that it has been a mess off the field, that the fans and the fan TV, you know, the stuff we were saying had such an influence on the club. Yeah. Because of them, they were able to influence us. One of the influence or influential factors in terms of the Super League. So that's also an interesting fact that there's just all that noise, all that cloud. Darren, you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, so I was just reading uh, Celo's comment there. They need to focus on the Europa and that's basically, their season's over, they're going to end. I know there's seven games, no, there's five games left now, I think it is. So they're not going to make Europa outright. Um, Look, if they win their next five games, I'll, I'll be very surprised. Um, but just the way that their season's gone, they've been so on and off and more off than on, in my opinion. Um, and they just need, Celo's right, they need to focus on the Europa because that's the only hope that they've got of, of making Europe next season. And like I said in the show the last time I was on, if they don't, and I know this whole Super League's put a span in the works, but if they don't, and if things stay <laughs> the way that they, that they should stay, they might be on a slippery slope down down the league, I'm afraid, if they don't sure. sort things out. Um, so, and I hope that doesn't happen because you know they are a big club, and you don't want to see massive clubs go down and go down the pyramid and down down the leagues, you know. But I I, I honestly think Arsenal's too big for that to happen. But you don't want to see it. You don't want to see them struggling for relegation type of thing, you know. I know some fans might, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about one of the things off the field at the moment that has been somewhat positive in the last, I think it's 48 hours, 24 hours, is uh, Daniel Ek Wanga, the, yes. the Spotify chairman, wanting to buy the club, an Arsenal fan, and also wanting to bring the likes of Henry, Burkamp, and Vieira into the fold, into the mix. I mean, what are you thinking about all this, man? Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. I mean, it it sounds. Um, it's sort of the thing that, you know, that sounds nice to the ear. It's very appealing. Um, Maybe too nice. Looking, Am I right? Yeah, it sounds very nice. I mean, uh, a young guy. I think he's thirty-eight. Um, also, Arsenal supporter. Um, and you know, he's also uh, he's not just someone that's just saying it is. I mean, he he truly does support the club, and yeah. um, he he, he you can see the summer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and there's some there's some attachment that he has to it, you know. Um, yeah, uh, I, I just read a couple of tweets uh, that he that he posted in the past, and I was like, okay, so this guy was he's not just saying this just so that he can uh, get uh, some get get his feet uh, in, you know. And Wonga, they say they say when he takes some of his Spotify board meetings, if Arsenal is playing, he puts the game on while the board meeting's happening. Oh, hectic! Yeah, yeah so he's. he's <laughs> He's pretty much involved. And yeah, and he's got other guys that are other Arsenal supporters following him and they always ask him stuff and all that stuff. And he, he gets in on the convo as well. So yeah, it was, and I mean, to pull out that, I mean, think Arsenal's worth, they're saying Arsenal is what is worth, in fact, it was sold for 1.8. It was the, the thing, it, it was worth 1.8 billion um, in 2018. 
and now i mean the, the amount i mean compared to his net worth that's uh, that's uh, that's quite quite a bit you know so i mean if someone's going to be doing that i think uh he's still got a lot to do to to do that but he's looking for um i mean i think he's going about it the right way as well i mean he's trying to get like, i think he's got Burkamp, he got Burkamp, he got vera he's got uh was Burkamp, vera and who else am i missing here Henri. 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 Yeah, and, uh, it's just been inducted into the Hall of Fame, <laughs> and that's the one you forget. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so I think that's a good move. I mean, because I think, and I, and I, because right now, I mean, it's the right way to put. I mean, I honestly, just to put it out here, now, I don't think the Crookers will will, will will sell, especially if our season goes to shambles this this year, because um, the club will be definitely evaluated for less. And I, and and he's at the time he got it was worth one point eight, you know, but. Just looking at everything, the way he's going about it, um, he's always, I mean, again, he's obviously after the Super League thing, he's thought about, you know, let's try to put the fans first. He's got to have someone that's mm-hmm. going to relate to the fans. There's those guys, the legends. Um, yeah. and, and I think... And not that, even, not even just not even just that. I mean, that's definitely a political sort of thing to get the fans on side, but he's also come out saying he wants to give a share to the fans. And it's going to be a mm-hmm. sort of a consortium sort of bid, which is pretty interesting. So yeah. that, like you said, he is definitely hitting all the rights or singing all the right tunes at the moment. But it's one of those things that probably seems too good to be true. And we know that the Cronkers aren't willing, willing sellers by any means. They want to hang on. They don't give zero shits. They see the bottom line. They keep hold of it. And that's, you know, that's unfortunately yeah. sort of where they're at from a sort of club perspective. I saw, I think, yeah, Kyle, I mean, you, yeah. You go down. No, go, go ahead, down. Down. Uh, yeah, so so you said earlier it's, it sounds a bit too nice. And I think that's a perfect way to look at it because – Sounds a bit too good to be true. It would be amazing. Um, in my opinion, I want all the American owners out. <laughs> um, <laughs> get European owners in or um, English owners or like you said, a consortium. The way they do it in Germany. I heard the one dude from um, Arsenal Fan TV saying uh, these these clubs need to maybe look at the 51% ownership of by the fans and then the 49 by... Others, but look, that's not going to change overnight. We know that. Um, but but yeah, I think in in this market, you need to have a buyer and a seller. So obviously, this guy from Spotify wants to buy, but Cronky doesn't want to sell. So mm. that's where um, there's going to be a problem in the end, unfortunately. Uh, but who knows? Mm. Maybe um, maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel with that. But I guess time. Yeah, because I. The, the way, the, the, like, what I, what I see as well is, it's like the, the, the Krunkers have been, uh, they did it before, you know. Um, there was uh, the guy before, I think it was, was it Asmalov, uh, his name was. I'm uh, getting it wrong. But he he also wanted to get Krunker shares as well. So he could yeah. have a majority, be majority shareholder. But that didn't work out. And I think in the end, he just basically, he wanted to run the club. And I think him, him and Kruger had many disagreements, you know. And in the end, he said, look, I, I can't be with this guy. So might as well just, you know, let the guy take the club and he'll go somewhere else. Um, and he ended up selling his only shares. And now all, the whole the whole thing now, I mean, all the shares now belong to to, to one man. But the interesting thing I saw was uh, the fans are like, okay, so guys are looking at Henri, they're looking at Burkamp, and people are like, okay, look, yeah, it's nice they're running it. And then they want to understand what their role would be in it. And some people are assuming um, they, they're saying, oh, 
Conry will be coach, Burkham will be this guy, this guy will be here. Yeah. And I think Jens Lehmann raised a good point in saying that if they if they were to get involved in the club, um, they just need to ensure that they, they are experienced, you know. Because I heard I heard there's something else like uh, they were saying like Oliver Kahn now is uh trying to be CEO of Bayern Munich and and I think that was well, Jens, Jens Lehmann. Jens Lehmann's already on the board at Hit to Berlin, and he was the one saying, "He's like, this is all very nice and well, but what are these play? What are the roles for these players?" It's like what Henri Vieira, both coaches. He says, well, "You've already got Edu in the club. Were well, they going to exactly. come in above him?" Like they said, "It's yeah." They said they're just so, going to think this out, think this out yeah. before. Yeah, and then I heard just interesting. I heard that, um, and then I saw some guys were saying Matteo Filomini must come in there. I was like, what now? Why am I saying for the minute? Just bring back the whole invincible squad. Just throw them in there. Let's but, well put them on the pitch and see what happens. Eh? But yeah. Flamini, 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 they say Flamini, um, in this, they say Flamini now, he opened up a company with uh, Mesut Ozil. I think they call it Unity or something. Um, and they say that's pretty, that's doing well. And then he's also opened up, a, 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 it's called GF Biomechanic, Biomechanics. Um, yeah. And they're doing very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, you, yeah, he's got, he's got a company. He's, own, he's opened See, up a Darren, company. Darren, Darren, this is what happens. When you're an Arsenal fan and, the, you know, it's just been years of results not being great on the pitch, you, you're trying to find little wins somewhere else. And as soon as you hear an ex-player doing well in a business front, you're like, come on, man, hey, get let's in. get in. <laughs> that's, that's a victory. That's a victory. No, uh, so they... Wonga, Wonga, Lolo was, say, uh, is Lolo. Selo was saying, yeah, Usmanov was the name that you're talking about. Yes. He now has shares, 30% shares in Everton. Yeah. Or is it 30% shares in Everton? Yeah, bro. Oh, see, that's what happens. Can you see? But anyways. Yeah, bro. We said he had 30%. So, he's not on Arsenal. Oh, he had 30% in Arsenal. Yes, yes, that, that's correct. And then, But then, obviously, now that's all gone to to your boy, Krunker. But then, um, yeah, so the, the name is GF Biomechanics. Yeah, and he's also his co-founder. It's him and a guy called Pascal Granada. And okay. uh, they... They they apparently they did some they, they, this company I don't know what it means but they say that the only company to produce something called uh, livernic acid um, and basically they, they own obviously that's their competitive advantage it's probably just the first to do something like that and, and the only company to do something like that and they're doing pretty well they say they've got something like the company <laughs> also got fifty they got fifty patents and they got two hundred outstanding patents yeah. around the country but I'm saying like look. It's it's a big company. That's all I'm trying to say. And this this is this is Matteo Flamini getting into venture. So guys are like saying, okay, look, we've got a guy like this, Matteo Flamini. He, he's he's actually proven himself in business. He's actually proven himself in business, and he's a he's a he's an ex Arsenal player. You could, I don't know if you want to put him in the legend status, but he he uh, long, and came back What's the what's the like difference between all I'm thinking is if you if the Spotify Spotify deal happens, you've yeah. got a man. Right, who's a diehard Arsenal fan since he was a kid. Okay, there's no difference to that. So, so he understands the fans' view, which is most important. And then the second thing is, can you imagine? Arsenal's kits every season with Adidas have been probably the hottest kits every season. And then just throw Spotify in the mix. That's your title sponsor sorted. The guys will be getting jams. Yeah. You've already got the likes of Aubameyang and Lacazette thinking they're rappers when they walk out into the field. Can you imagine them with the Spotify branding? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be next level sort of stuff. But anyway, but, Jets, why, gonna, but why approach so, a guy like Conry and them? So how why approach a guy like Conry and them? Why don't you add someone like Matteo Flamini? Surely, surely he has some sort of say in what was happening at Arsenal. 
Because an owner like, doesn't want competition. Yeah. Don't want competition yeah. from an executive sort of level. You kind of want good yeah. foot soldiers, good guys to run the club, and those guys are figureheads. Where you've got, if if you bring in, if you bring in honorary, you bring in a very area, you give yourself X amount of time to you know to get settled. Because guys aren't just going to turn on you. They're like seemingly on paper, he's made the right decisions. He's thought about the fans. Yeah. You know, they're not just going to turn and swear at Henri. We know what happened to Wenger over time, but that happened a long sort of period of time. And that's why those names are being associated. Flamini, you know, if it doesn't hit the ground, guys are like, ah, oh, it's Flamini. You know, he's, he's more worried about his own business because he's been successful in his business. So that's probably the one thing I would say. Sorry, Darren, you were going to say something. Um, no, no, no. I was, I was all good. But I was thinking now um, what you were saying about... Uh, Henri and them, even if you just bring those guys in as, an, as ambassadors, I know they probably are already ambassadors, but like just in, mm. a, in a sense that, I, look, they're, they're probably wealthy in their own right, but not like billionaires. Um, so, I mean, you could bring them into a boardroom type of role, but just obviously just for the fans to be able to know that they are there, you know. Yeah. They're um, being represented, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's true. I, I agree with you, Claudia. I mean, you... you now, he obviously doesn't want competition in that regard, and you can understand that. So that's obviously why I'll get these guys in, just have them as figureheads so that they keep the fans happy, and that's the most important thing. But look, I think if this thing had to happen, it would be the best thing that's happened to Arsenal since the Invincibles won the league in 2004, to be honest. So, so let's yeah. so let's see, let's see. But uh, I don't see it happening. If I'm being yeah, I don't see. They're too stubborn. They would never mm-hmm. accept it. Mm-hmm. And I think that will be, I can't lie to you, I think that will be our downfall because it's, they, they, want, they want to go up, but over all these years it's been going down. I think the only thing that can help us now would be <laughs> the fans. The same way they took out Venga. Sorry, I just, I'm um, just laughing here because for the one game there. that you watch this whole season, whenever Wonga's here and it's the Arsenal we talk about, we always talk about Arsenal for a long time. So I think so, it's time, Wonga. We, we, we move over. We're going to talk about the top four race. And we had the West Ham-Chelsea sort of game. And, um, and I say sort of game because it was a massive game on paper. But in the end, the result was what we all thought. I think we said that Chelsea would be a winner by one sort of goal difference. And that's exactly what it was, 1-0. But out of all players that scored the goal, Timo Werner scored his mm. first goal in, 25, in 21 games. And yeah, then he had a sitter it. that he missed in the second yeah. half as well. Say, they, yeah, they just went back to it. Yeah. Another 25 games coming. Like, after that, you could just <laughs> yeah. see it. Like, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah. But I'm watching the game, yeah, I think... It even... didn't really look like they were going to get into it either, to be honest. No. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and they all spoke about that sending off, which, by the way, was absolutely bizarre. It was definitely no sending off. But that at was, the same time... Yeah? That was horrible. <laughs> How do you look at that yeah. and say, I mean, you, you first you could see if you played quickly, you can see like, oh no, this guy's literally just kicked the ball. Where must he put his foot? Must he like float? I don't know what he, what can he do? That sounds like no ways. These referees are they're ridiculous. No ways. I, that I was think it's a standard thing. So like, so it happened, the same thing happened to Cooper against or our center back against Man City. He goes in, he clears the ball, and then he lands up. Smashing, I forget who it was. I think it was um, Mares's knee or something. No, no uh, Gabriel Jesus's knee. And it was a terrible, I wouldn't say challenge because he didn't. I mean, he, he won the ball clearly. He cleared the ball and his follow through went into the knee. And that looked horrible. But I mean, 10 years ago, that would have been a great challenge and the, and the um, fans would have been going wild. But now, yeah. obviously, because things have changed, 
you just can't be going in anymore like that, I'm afraid, in my opinion, with VAR and, and the way things are going. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Um, so are you saying there was? Are you saying there was a sending off? Is that what you're saying? Be if you're going to be oh, yeah, 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 no, Listen, if we're, gonna, if we're gonna stop, if we're gonna stop every little thing, and this is, I think, this is the issue with VAR. If we're gonna stop every little thing and scrutinize it and be forensic mm. about the angle, the side, you're gonna, you can find causality in most things if that's the case. But in this scenario, yeah. the player's he's cleared the ball, and the other guy's got into. If anything, you could say Chilwell was kind of obstructing his clearance because he put his body in there. He had no attempt of winning the ball. He's actually put his body in the way, and the follow through has caught him, and now the player's got sent off. I, I agree with you 1,000%, Claudia. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it is a sending off, but if, if they're going to be consistent, if, you, if you're going to be consistent, there was another challenge a week, a week after that, that guys are getting red cards for these type of things. So if they're going to be consistent, it had to be a red card, in my opinion. But I don't think it's a red card, but VAR, that's, that's the way it works now. I feel like I'm speaking to, to Dermot Gallagher here <laughs> in the cool down. I feel like we've got on, our own way Dermot Gallagher. On, on, football, on uh, the football show on a Monday, Ref Watch or something, yeah. Oh, there we go. Look, look at this. The red card is rescinded. There we go. Thank you, Settle. Thanks for yeah. that bit of information. Oh, really? that, obvious, obvious call, yeah. Yeah, was that, was... okay. No, but you see, like, this is kills me. You rescind something like that, and then... Double Luigi's yellow, uh, red card stands. The, the, I can't which game he played, but I mean, was I think it was against Wolves. Against that was Wolves, ridiculous. Here's the problem: is if you, if you can't remember it, why should the FA give a shit about it? Let's be nah, honest. bro. No, I'm thinking about at the time. It was important at the time. <laughs> like, and then we lost him for like two. Obviously, because of the red card, two games. We we appealed for it. And like, nah. This guy's one because everyone else is saying the same thing. They're like, oh, no, shouldn't have been. Where can he put his foot? It's literally the same situation. Like, David Luiz is worse because his hair touched the guy. You know, so I can't, I can't understand these guys, how they make these decisions. Especially after the game, yeah. say they take it away. Yeah. No, it's just, that's just that's not. That's amazing, it's by a... the way. I can't believe that, that, that they actually rescinded it. But, okay, yeah. But, okay, well, then, then obviously it wasn't a red card then. Um, well, it never was. No ways. There's no ways it could have been. There's no ways. They, they was, probably already uh, it. They took it away because Gallagher, uh, Gurmit, what was his name? Yeah. Gallagher, he said that, uh, he, he even said it on the show. First time I've heard him say it, but he said it, that uh, it's not a record. Absolute <laughs> <laughs> mistake. So they're like, okay, we have to carry on with this flow, surely. Yeah, they're like, listen, he's making us look bad, but that's also what he's doing now. He's realizing because he's, He's pretty much the figurehead. So every time they ask him the question, Ian Wright and all these guys have a go at him, he's almost the guy that everyone's blaming like, because they're actually talking to him. None of the other refs are being accountable. So now he's also going, wait a minute. I don't like being on the other end. I, I'm tired of defending these guys for making and mishaps. I'm actually, yeah, so now he's like, no, screw it. I'm throwing these guys under. Now the refs are going, oh, okay, hang on, hang on. We can't. <laughs> he's, he's not even defending us anymore. But one thing I want to talk about with regards to the results of this game, the West Ham Chelsea game, guys, is that when we're looking at this and we're going, okay, you know, it was, it was a big, on paper, was big for the top four. West Ham don't get the results at home that they needed. Chelsea completely and utterly in the driving seat now. They've got the three points clear of West Ham. They've got, what is it? I think it's four points clear of Liverpool, Tottenham, ah, Tottenham. The only guys you're looking at Everton with the game in hand or six points behind them. How big does this result impact West Ham and their hopes or aspirations for qualifying for the Champions League? 
I think they're done now. I think they'll they'll make Europa West Ham, but I think they're done with Champions now. I think um I think Chelsea's like I said with the squad they've got and Tuchel's obviously got them doing some things different and better things. Uh, I know they had that freak loss to West Brom, but um yeah. since then they've they've been pretty solid. You know? So I don't see them dropping many points until the end of the season. West Ham, regardless, I mean, they've had a great, a great season. It'll probably be a season that gets spoken about for a long time. But yeah, I think um, Champions League is one step too far now. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I think so. Yeah, I agree. I can agree with uh, with, um, with Darren on that one. For me, the only funny, the funny thing, I just looked at Chelsea and them playing, and and it's funny how Lampard's gone, and the best player in the team, in my <laughs> opinion. Mason, Mason Mount, Mount. The, the guy yep. that Lampard put in, the guy that everyone complained about in the beginning. Said, I One of the reasons he was sacked, I can imagine, yeah. Every, everyone was happy about the Havertz and all, the, and, and Werner, Ver, G was the hype around him was madness. I think Liverpool fans were, were sad then. Now they're like, <laughs> no, it's all good. But <laughs> all the hype around all that, the, right. best, the yeah. best player in the team right now is Mason Mount. That's what I found very funny, but yeah. That's yeah, I, I, I think I think yeah, I think we can move on from that because that's exactly it. Mason yeah. Mount, geez, even the shots you can see, like he's saying, he's been practicing his long range shooting. That boy, yeah. that's how they scored the goals. That's how Vanna missed that sitter. It was a long range keeper fluffed it, and then boom, open. And goals. we did say in the beginning that Lampard, Lampard was the same situation. He was taking in no one, no one believed in him and all that stuff, you know. And he had someone yeah, smiling. He's and smiling now, he, now. Yeah, he knows. He knew. He he put in Mason Mount and there was not a doubt in his head. Not a doubt. Yeah. yeah. So Which that, also that, makes you wonder. Nice it's actually, it's, it's bizarre that when you think about the fans and the pundits and everyone else, when you're looking at it on paper, he has a guy in the likes or in the form of one of the greatest English players that have played for England in recent memory. And he's saying, this player, I trust. This player, I'm backing 100%. And everyone's going, what do you see in this kid? Uh, it's actually, it's bizarre that we're able to question that. Yeah, and he's only put. The, the funny thing I was also saying is that he only was able to bring in one player. If they'd given him the chance to bring in his own players, it would have been Declan Rice knows, as well. Who knows where they would have been? You know, that's the no, thing. No, no, so, are we yeah. talking about? Are we talking about Lampard bringing in Mount? Yeah. No, no, well, he had him, but I'm just saying if if he did yeah, bring yeah. in because he also wanted to spend money. He wanted one of the signings he wanted was Declan Rice. Yes, that yeah, was well reported. One of the things that yeah. caused friction with. Uh, I never get a name right. Marina, Mariana, whatever. Because the Russian lady who's running Chelsea, that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. So, Jets, so, yeah, so he, yeah. he, 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 just to end off on that, uh, Lampard also, I can't stand him, but he also had um, Mount at Derby County the year before. Yes. So, yeah, he, yeah. And, he, and, he, and he had like three or four Chelsea players there. So, yeah. If you want to give him any credits, he did a good job with Mount, I think. Um because he is a good player. But yeah, that's just ending off that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Darren uh, Gallagher just verifying what he's seen yeah. on the VAR screen. Well, right. <laughs> clearly, I'm not, clearly, I'm not very good because it got rescinded today. So. <laughs> yeah. Ah, um, just, the Liverpool-Newcastle game, I mean, this was utter... This was nonsense. This was proper nonsense. <laughs> it was exactly what we said it was going to be. It was a one-sided yep. game. Liverpool had chance after chance, I think in excess of like 30-something attempts. It was ridiculous. 
Just the, the guy didn't take the chances. And Newcastle at 1-0 did exactly what Steve Bruce liked. They stuck around. They hung in the game. And they got the results in the end. And the irony is they actually scored a legitimate goal. And it was the one time VAR actually worked in Liverpool's favor. And 10 seconds afterwards, they scored anyway. Yeah. That was like, when <laughs> I, mean, I saw that decision, I felt like, when I watched the highlights, I felt like they were saying, no, 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 no. Um, that's the wrong goal score, so you can't have the goal. It has to be Willock. It has to be Willock. Yeah. <laughs> and there goes Willock, and he scores that goal. Goodness me. Sorry, one, one guy, I just want to stop. So, so the lady's name is Marina Granovskia. I never get that right. And you know what? Settle's also giving me shit just saying, can we please send Claudio on a pronunciation course? <laughs> so... I think I pronounced it accurately. I think you're just not used to hearing the foreign uh, tongue, Silo. I think that's actually the problem here. But yes, <laughs> Wonga, you were saying that you were saying the Willock sort of thing. I just I lost my head off. You know, I, I put up a stat on the Twitter account where he's played in four games. He's played a total of I think it's 60 minutes, and he scored three goals now for Newcastle, all off the bench. And vital goals, eh? Not just uh, yes, no. That's point. That's keeping them safe. He can go out. He can go out. He can go out as a as a Newcastle legend playing for Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me! Like he's literally kept them up there. I, I think this it's is. I, I know. I know there's still five games, but I think now. I, I know they're not safe, but I think like. I think they're safe now. No, nah, they're there. I think they're there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're there. there. Five games. That's five games to go. Fulham's yeah. next game's Chelsea. Uh, it's yeah, not looking up. Yeah. West Brom's next because, game is Wolves. Wolves aren't looking too hard. Sheffield playing Spurs. Hey. Brighton playing Leeds, though. And then we've got yeah. Newcastle playing Arsenal next game, uh, Wonga. So that's an interesting one. One thing, if, I, if I'm going to reel it back to the actual the game, uh, the Liverpool-Newcastle game, the changing point for Liverpool, we were, in, like I said, in utter control. It, was, it wasn't even a sort of... There was no... Comp- the one player that was doing something for, for Newcastle was St. Maximum. That was a get yeah. For me, I don't know how he, he went, stays in Newcastle end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. phenomenal player. I don't know how he stays there. They were literally just relying on him to do something every single time. But Liverpool weren't in, in um, neutral. They were chilling. And then Jurgen Klopp decides, hey, I'm going to take off Thiago. I'm going to put on Curtis Jones and I'm going to take one or two other guys off. And then all of a sudden, as soon as Thiago came off the field, things just, just unraveled. We had no control anymore. And all of a sudden, Newcastle were like, hey, we can get on the ball now. We can get on the ball. Because yeah. Thiago might not be good at breaking play. But what he had was when we had, how we were set up, we had a bit of a four, we had a, a four two three one situation with Firmino playing behind Jota. We had Mane and Salah on the wings. So what happened was Gini Van Alden was giving Thiago that support that he hasn't been given in the past games when we were playing three in the midfield. So he was able to dictate the game, and Van Alden was putting in all the hard graft. As soon as that changed, as soon as it went off, all of a sudden we were exposed again. And then it, it goes back to the point where Klopp was asked in terms of uh, top four aspirations saying if we don't learn, we don't play Champions League, it's simple. But even he's running out of words. But at the end of the day, I think that was one of the situations where we can actually look to him and say, but why did you do that? Why are you giving these guys around? You were only 1-0 up. You weren't 3-4-0. I understand that you were on paper, you know, it's, it's one of those situations where you feel like you're in control, but you didn't take advantage of it. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Claude. Um, and you don't know, do you blame... The manager, I think that for me, the guys had the chances, you know. Um, Mo Salah as well should have scored the goals. I, you saw how frustrated he was when he went off. And I'm pretty yeah. sure it was more at, at himself. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like when I looked at Liverpool, I was like, this is like this. It, 
it, you can even you see they, they're they're a better squad than Arsenal, so I think it's probably more frustrating for you guys um, because you like these are games you win it and that spot. Like, how many games is that now? Cause it's probably like three or four that you should have won. You know, and no, it's, it's uh, like twenty. It's like twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> we're at the moment. We're at the moment of Leeds beginning of the week, same sort of thing. And again, the problem is it's right at the end of the game. So now all yeah. of a sudden, so it's given your circumstances. The yeah. So given your circumstances, I think yeah, it's, it's you can see. I mean, the players in the, in the team. She was any team. Any team in the league would have them on any day, um, even if they had one foot injured. You know. Yeah, but and you just wonder how are they not winning games? Even me, I couldn't believe it. And I saw Liverpool didn't kill the game. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But our next, next, next game is against Man United. Yes, sir. Just to, um, the the Liverpool uh, side. I know you guys obviously spoke about it before, but the Leeds game that we played against Liverpool, I felt like Liverpool were in control the first. Look, we had some opportunities, but I felt like Liverpool were in control. They took the lead. Um, but instead of continuing to play the same way that they were playing the first half, they let Leeds have more of the ball, and we, in my opinion, in the second half, dominated Liverpool. They had a couple of counter attacks, but you're right. I mean, you let the other team back into the game. Why not just play the same way that you were playing? And try, try get the result. Um, and at the end of the day, like dropping points like that, you guys getting into Champions League next season. Hey, the, those those three points that you dropped, or those two points that you're dropping, are tough right? every single time. Yeah, but also, and you know what? The frustrating, the frustrating thing is, all the fans have been on Thiago's back. Not just not Liverpool fans, particular, but all fans. Yeah. And this was one game where the guy was actually dominating. One of your yeah. highest paid players, two hundred thousand pounds a week. This guy is yeah. actually coming, and he's like, "I'm I'm feeling this today. I'm feeling at home at Anfield. I'm dominating this game." And you take him off 60 minutes and all of a sudden you've pissed the lad off to you. So it's like, eh, what, what are we doing here? You know, so yeah, that's that was, a, that was, that was, that was, a, that move also couldn't understand. Um, even the guys who took going mad about him. Maybe two, but not one or Come on. Man. Yeah. I mean, 60 minutes. I mean, that's, that's 30 minutes left to go in the game. And never mind the results of the game. I mean, just for him, um, you definitely want, I mean, you, you, you're running thin on players on the bench. You run, I mean, on quality, let's say. And here's a guy, he's actually picking up something here at Newcastle game. You know, maybe this could go on yeah. for long, you know. And, and, yeah. I, and I think you need that kind of performance coming into the next matches in the season. And then you go take him off. Nah, that's not, not the right move. Um, yeah. Doesn't worry me as an Arsenal fan, but not the right move. No. <laughs> but let's talk about the right move here. Bielsa. Three games, uh-huh. Man City, Liverpool, Man United. And of those games, he's gone unbeaten. He's beat Man City. He's drawn against Liverpool. Chelsea and... as well. Chelsea in there as well. But, but, but Chelsea, yeah, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea, cool, cool, cool. But yeah, but I'm talking about these. These are three games in a row. These are games that you mm. said you'd be happy if you walked away with a point from each. And here, you've got five out of possible nine. Yeah. Darren, the floor is yours. The floor is yours as a Leeds fan here, man. Come on. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, one team, like one team where things are going right. Wonga, our teams aren't. There's nothing going right there at the moment. Leeds is all coming yeah. together. Yeah, so, so we are so. unbeaten in six. Um, so that includes Chelsea as well. So, that, I mean, look, I, I, I couldn't have asked for more out of those three games that we spoke about in, uh, when I was on the last podcast. Like you said, I was, I was happy with four. Uh, I thought we would get four, but we've now ended with five. And I mean, that's great. I, I thought that we would 
I think at the beginning I said I thought we'd lose to City, I thought we'd draw to Liverpool, and I thought we'd beat United. Um, it went happened the other way around, which I can't really um, <laughs> I can't really complain about. Look, I th- I think the game on on Sunday. Um, I, I'm a diehard Leeds fan, but I think it, even the most diehard Leeds fan has to give United a bit of credit. I think they probably had the better of the chances. Um, and also, similar to how we played against City, I think Paul Scholes even said it. So I got a bit irritated, but but he did make a point. We we did sit back and our defence has become a lot more structured than it was before the City game even. And um, I think that's testament to Bielsa obviously learning and, and learning how the Premier League is working. And I, I know Nick said that he'd have to change a little bit and... I don't think he has, but I, it's weird because he has and he hasn't, in my opinion. Um, but that game against United, uh, it was a little bit less gung-ho than what we used to uh, seeing Leeds play. It's normally just all-out attack. But on Sunday, we, we defended really well and tried to push from the back and go on the counter, which is something that we are pretty decent at. Um but yeah, I think our defense has solidified quite a lot, and um, yeah, I, you have to be happy with it with a normal a normal draw there. To be fair, and, and uh, Paul Scholes also said he actually thinks that that handball was a penalty. So I mean, if they gave that as a penalty, one 0 to Leeds. So I wouldn't go as far as say he parked the bus, um, like Celo says there. Uh, I, th- I think. Um, we were more defensive than we normally are, but we still had our chances. And also, Calvin Phillips completely pocketed Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes was nowhere in that game. Calvin had him in his pocket the whole game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Selim might rip me apart for that, but uh, I mean, there's memes going around with it everywhere as well. So, yeah, I'll, you've got to be pretty, pretty heartened by that performance, I think. Um, Look, we've got Brighton coming up and Tottenham, and then the rest are most of the games that are either already relegated or pretty much on holiday already. And five <laughs> games left. Let's see where we end up. We've still got a remote chance of Europa League. So, I mean, if Everton slip slip up a bit, or uh, Everton are pushing. Top- for, listen, when Angelotti has yeah. come out saying that he believes they can still compete for Champions League, yeah, I mean, those players are going to believe it. And you know one thing, seventh is a conference spot, eh, for Europa. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it is. So we could still, we still could have a remote (laughs) chance there. Um, But uh, to be honest, I don't think we're ready for that anyway. Um, I don't think that we we're ready for Europa yet. Let's have one more transfer uh, transfer. window and see what happens from there I think but yeah you've got to be heartened by the performance and uh, hopefully onwards and upwards from here you know Selor saying that Man United are going to sign Phillips and Pumalani saying that Man United were poor also Selor something you said was Oli is not going to take Man United to the league title anytime soon one thing I've got a question there is that Okay, that's cool. The man's not going to take you to league title but where to from there if Spurs are going to struggle look uh, thank Man United are on in the same boat as a as a Spurs, but realistically, who do they replace Solskjaer with if they do have to go that route? That's the truth. I don't know. 
But they're probably in a Why better position than... No, we're just saying hypothetical, hypothetical. If someone like Selo is saying the man's never going to win them a league title, we're going, okay, well, that's fair enough to say. But if you're going to say it, who do you bring in to replace him? Like, who is the right man to do that, especially right now in the current circumstance? No one, I don't think. I think he's the best at what they can get. They're not going to get Pep, and he's the best of the best. So, um, yeah, I don't know who else they could get. Well, that's pretty simple. All right. We're going to move over to the last last thing we're going to talk about there. Oh, so what do you want to say, Wongo? What do you wonder? I was, I'm wondering about um, Zidane. If he ever decides to... Because, I mean, he's done everything in Madrid, literally. He's done Why everything he in Madrid. Done? Why would he go to United, though? No, I'm just thinking. I'm, no, I'm saying I wonder. I just I, There's no one else. Think about it. I could say Pep. There's also, like, there's no one I can think of. I'm just saying, like you said, hypothetically, I mean, for me, yeah. I mean, a guy who's not, I mean, he's done everything in Spain. Yeah, and I mean, even now, the team he has now, and he's taking them to the Champions League semi-final, goodness me. Um, yeah, I would like to see him do something else somewhere else. Mm. I'm just saying hypothetically. I can't think of anyone else, to be honest with you, but yeah. It's just interesting to say to them. <laughs> All right, gents, something significant happened this week with the Premier League. And obviously, oh, they've inducted two players in the Premier League Hall of Fame, that being Alan Shearer and, of course, Thierry Henry. Now, gentlemen, how do we feel about this? We have a Hall of, a hall of Fame. Like, is, was, it, was it needed? Yeah, I definitely think it's needed. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's also... It was about time, really. Yeah. No, that's, the, that's the honest truth. It was, it was about time. Um, like to remember those those guys. I mean, just for the players themselves, even. I mean, their efforts. Uh, I mean, even listening to Alan Shearer's story, he was saying that uh, he had a, he had an opportunity to move before he joined Newcastle. He could have joined Man United, and he admits, yeah, he could have. With if he had his performances, he def- at Man United, he would have won more trophies. Um, and I think everyone. And everything. <laughs> yeah, and I think he. he yeah. I think everyone will agree with him when he says that that was the best move um, that he did, you know. Um, and, 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 and I mean, he, I mean, playing for a team like Newcastle and, and given the performances that he did, um, I think, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I got, definitely you can't say that guy doesn't deserve to be there. And Thierry Henry, there's no question about it as well. Same sort of thing. Um, he was ahead of his time. Liverpool will tell you Manyara will tell you. Jamie Carragher will, will write a book yeah, about Jeremy, that. Yeah, they always he used to tie that guy's legs up. <laughs> oh my whenever goodness. he saw Henri, whenever he saw Henri, he just had jelly legs. I couldn't, but like, as a fan, it was the most frustrating thing. I was like, is this guy even a footballer? Like, I, I don't understand it. But as soon as Henri came up, it was just like jeepers. It's like, yeah. how did he become a professional footballer? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, but anyway. Henry, I, there was even that time Henri was playing against like... Uh, Inter Milan, when uh, when they play in the, in the Champions League, I mean, that's when you saw Henri, I mean, how good he was against, uh, I mean, not just in the league, the league was punishing Oaks, and people were saying, you know, wondering what he could do against other guys, and he did the same thing. Went to Barcelona after having his uh, career at Arsenal, won trophies. Um, yeah. And he, yeah, so I think, yeah, definitely well-deserved by the two of them. Definitely. I can't, you can't, no one can say they don't deserve all right, yeah, I think, I think we're all in agreement with saying, you know, these two players deserve to be there. But now the Premier League have opened it up 
to the rest of the fans to vote for six players that they think should be in that category. I'm mm-hmm. going to show you the list of players. I don't know off the top of your head if you guys want to give any shouts or who you think should be in the all-time top 10 Premier League Hall of Fame. I'm going to put it on the screen here so you guys can see who the nominees are that you can vote for. And yeah, uh, yeah so we can uh, look at it over, over here if you guys can see it. So okay, the list of Tony... Yeah, so, <laughs> so we've got we've got Tony Adams, we've got David Beckham, Dennis Burkamp, Sol Campbell, Eric Cantona, Andy Cole, Ashley Cole, Didier Drogba, Les Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand, Robbie Fowler, Steven Gerrard, Roy Keane, Frank Lampard, Matt Letizia, Matt Letizia. Michael, Michael Owen, Peter Schmeichel, Paul Scholes, John Terry, Van Persie, Nemanja Vidic, Patrick Vieira. And Ian Wright. I also thought the Van Persie thing, but I suppose mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty much it's what he does in that season for Ferguson. It's one of those, yeah, you know, he has he carries true. Arsenal, he carries Arsenal to a certain extent. He does what he can, and then in one season at Man United, he wins them the Premier League. If pretty much for me, if Van Persie is there, yeah. So you go there. Yeah, that's not on that list, but I can probably tell you exactly why. Excuse me if I'm Lucas Odeva. Lucas Odeva. No, no, Ryan Giggs. Ryan Giggs. But I think it's because yeah. of his um, all his escapades off the field that he hasn't been nominated. Um, yeah. But, uh, but but yeah, if it wasn't for that, he would definitely be in there already. I think. Yeah. I mean, he was the long. I think he was the most capped Premier League player of all time, or something like that. I just so, can't believe Peter Crouch is in the oh, on the list there. What? <laughs> He was just for Daniel Sturridge. Why are we just uh, Jermaine Defoe, Robbie Keane? Why are these? Why are these guys here? Jermaine Defoe, come on, man. Is Jermaine Defoe then Lucas? No, it's not. It's Lucas not Jermaine wasn't a bad shout, actually. But uh, yeah, no, but that's Lucas. No, he wasn't. What about Jimmy Floyd? Jimmy Floyd. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Not not deserve to be on this list. It's, mm, he was good. Uh, no? Yeah, okay, I don't man. know. I don't know. Okay, but before for me, Oaks. Before we, for me. before we pick the six that we would pick here, who should be on this list? Who 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 isn't here? So Pumalani's given his his six. He's saying it's Tony Adams, it's Drogba, Rio Ferdinand, and Vidic, definitely. So that's four. That's four. Two more Pumalani. You get to choose six. If you go to the Premier League website, you can actually go vote there. Is uh is Vieira there? Yeah, Vieira's Vieira's here. Vieira's right okay. at the bottom. Ian Wright's Bur- another one. Yeah, of course. Burkham's on top, boy. Look, this is... Yeah. Burkham's got to be there. Go, He's got to be in that. I'd go... Yeah, I'd go Burkham. I'd go... Um, Drogba. Hot. I would go... Um, as much as I hate to say it, Lampard. Uh, I'm, ta- I'm, taking, <laughs> I'm taking nothing away from him as a player, actually. He was a great player. I just don't like him as a manager. Robbie Fowler. And... Yeah. Um, Paul Scholes, probably, yeah. Paul Scholes? He also played mm-hmm. for ages. Ahead of Steven Gerrard. Oh, I missed that one. Is Gerrard there? Yeah, of course Gerrard's there. What, what kind yeah, of a question yeah, is yeah. Gerrard there? Yeah, okay. okay. Jeez, okay. I might as well just put Mark. Well, let's, let's, put, let's put Mark, Mark <laughs> Viduka there. Selors yeah. coming out. Selors is Scholes, Keane, Leticia, <laughs> Adams, Andy Cole, and Burkamp. Mm. Hmm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to dissect this. Is there something that's not sitting right here with me? I think Keen. Uh, 
Keen. Uh, yeah. Pumalani's added to Vieira, Vieira and Skulls. I think Vieira has to be there. Look, if Keane's there, uh, Vieira, yeah. Vieira has to be there just because of what they, they bring yeah. to each other and what they bring to the Premier League. Uh, yeah. I think Vidic, Vidic uh, I think that's a big, big shot having him in there, to be honest. I yeah, don't think too. he... I was, think, yeah. I was actually looking at it now. Everyone on that list is pretty solid. Andy Cole, maybe not so much. And also, um, like, you, like what you just said now, Vidic as well. The rest, the rest are pretty solid, I think. Eh? Um, but, mm. but yeah, in terms of the top six, I'm, I'm not too sure. We'll have to, we'll have to see. Eric Cantona, <laughs> though, how is Eric Cantona not in any of your lists, Pumlani and Celo? Cantona's got to be there. What? What do you mean? What do you do? He wasn't uh, around but he other guys. I mean. Yeah, he was not like he's like putting best there Guys, as well. I mean, he transformed. You got to remember the time he came in, yeah, and this yeah. is a Liverpool fan saying this for a United player. The guy, the time at which he came in, he was a foreigner. At that time, they weren't, they didn't have many foreigners, and he completely yeah. elevated that squad. I don't know what you guys think. He gave them play. He gave them confidence. He gave the likes of. Okay. He created the platform for Beckham and the others to go do their things. That's what he did. He was actually, he was actually at Leeds the season before. I can agree with you on that one. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and he was at Leeds. Yes, I'm squinting to see some of these players here. Um, for me, definitely, <laughs> um, Matt, Matt um, Letizia. Like, Letizia. I, I, I used to, you know, watching the Premier League when I was young, I never uh, seen this guy play, uh, Letizia. And then what I did, um, I was like, who the hell? This guy's always commenting and saying things. And I think he was always treating Arsenal, to be honest with you. I yeah. think that's why I went to go look at him. And I was like, what the heck? Who is this guy? So I went to go look and I said, okay, let's check who this Matt Letizia guy is. And I couldn't believe my eyes. <laughs> uh, yes, that guy was brilliant. Um, the things that he, that he was doing um, um, to people, in, I mean, the way, the way he played, I mean, absolute flair. I didn't expect him to have any flair, to be honest with you, just looking at the guy. But he was geez. another. He was another player admitted from the England squad because there was too much flair. I don't know. In England, they do weird, strange things. I've mm. got a question for you guys. They've got Peter Schmeichel. He has the only goalkeeper in this list. Does Peter Cech not warrant a call up here for what he did with yeah, Chelsea? Vince Lehman? Yeah. Nah. Um, no, no, no. You're playing Lehman, games. Sorry, you're playing games, Lehman, man. Lehman's a big shout. Steven. No, you think he's Steven? Steven. Yeah, David Steven. Yes, David Steven. Yeah, yeah. Bunch of fingers. All I think about is when, when he got that ra- when uh, Ronaldinho gave him that raindrop in the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. That's all, all I think. Premier League Hall of Fame. Premier League Hall of Fame. Not World Cup Hall of Fame. Premier League. I, uh, I think I think I Peter Cech uh, has a better shot, yeah? I can't believe Carragher and Neville are not on this list, by the way. Or did I miss it? No, no, they can't. They're called heroes, but not Premier yeah, League not- Hall of Fame. Like, no, this is there's a certain level... Look, John Terry, you could argue, is somewhat in that category in terms of type yeah. of player because he, he doesn't have the same sort of skill set. But the difference being he was captain and he won things with Chelsea. Yeah. That's, that's how you can dissect that. Yeah, I think on another, in another club, maybe Jamie, Jamie Carragher, if Steven Gerrard isn't there, Jamie Carragher is captain and then the conversation is different. So I suppose from that yeah. perspective, Varen, you've, got, you've, got a fair, you've made a fair point. Who's your six, Claudio? I don't know. Let's see. Skulls. Let's see what Celo says. He's added Skulls, Keen, Cantona, Adam, Andy Cole, and Burkamp. Listen, all I'm saying is Burkamp has to be on my list. Yeah, Burkamp yeah, yeah. has to be there. Uh, I think Gerard has to be there just because when I'm thinking of time and growing up, obviously yeah. he was the one player I looked at. So that, without a doubt, he has to be there. Um, Robbie Fowler. <laughs> 
Robbie Fowler, you know, I met Robbie Fowler a couple of times actually. I, I offended him once. I offended now you're him, him again. <laughs> you're offending him again. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> no, Robbie Fowler's quality. You know, I've just got, I've got to represent because the other guys haven't mentioned many Liverpool. In fact, Celo, no Liverpool players. Pumalani, no Liverpool I've, players, guys. I'm, I'm going to overcompensate. It's an Arsenal Hall. That's what they must call it. Arsenal Hall. <laughs> Look at those look at those players, right? Tony Adams, Burkham, Campbell. Are oh, we flooding that list there? Yo. Would you guys take know? would you guys take Vidic ahead of because Settle's saying a top three greatest centre backs in Premier League history? Would you guys take no. Vidic ahead of Carragher? Just in terms yes. of what Carragher's in terms of what Carragher's done, like you he didn't I only play centre back. But he didn't only yeah. play centre back. He also played, played right, right back. back. Right back yeah. So, and you, and you consider how he went through, you know, he's with Liverpool for such a long period of time. I suppose Vidic probably won more. And also, Vidic Ferdinand was, was nothing yeah, without Ferdinand, without Vidic. True. It depends. It depends. True. It depends what you're looking at. So, I think Carragher, longevity wise, he was he was stronger and things like that. But um, no, Vidic was, Vidic was definitely a better centre back. I think. Um, but uh, Carragher is charging brew. Wonga's having issues there. Celo's making a phone call. A phone call, guys. Hold on, we're gonna put him on speaker. He's trying to get involved. Yeah, yes, Celo. You're crazy. How can you ask if village is better? Carragher. Village needs to be compared with John Terry and Tony Adams. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm just going to switch him off right there. I've had enough of that. Listen, if you wanted to be on the show, you should have been here, Celo. Okay, you don't get to say, put add your two cents now. You're on the comments. You stay in the comments. I gave you too much access there. But yeah, no, I think there's a fair point. I think it's a fair point. I just, you know, I've got a soft spot for Carragher. So I'm, I've got my yeah, Liverpool yeah. goggles on, guys. I'm not going to dispute that. I do have them on. But Celo has made a valid point in terms of these players that are being mentioned. A lot of them won the Premier League. When we're looking at the likes of a Fowler and Carragher and Owen and all these other guys, or the Liverpool players in particular, they didn't win Premier League. I suppose we lost Wonga. Wonga's gone. It's just me and you, Darren. I suppose we can wrap it off. Uh, wrap it up, sorry. You can give me your six players and then we're good to go here. Yeah, so I think uh, if you just go to the top again quickly. Uh, so Burkamp, yes, definitely. Um, yep. Then I would say uh, Gerard Fowler. Um, yep. Two Liverpool, man. Ah, oh, Darren, you're coming back to the show. I can see it. Well done. Yeah. Man. Lamp- <laughs> Lampard, Lampard, Lampard. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and Skulls. I think that's six, eh? Is it five or six? Uh, yeah, I think it was six. Only fi- if, it, if it's only five, then Vieira as well. But uh, yeah, I think Skulls was also around for longer. I'm basing it a lot of it on longevity as well, not just uh, what a good player they were. Because Skulls yeah. was at United for a very long time. Vieira was there, but he wasn't there for as long as Skulls and, and other players like that. Yeah, no, I think that's an. I think. I suppose that the next time we have this conversation, it's putting that sort of criteria in there. And I like that criteria. Yeah. When you're looking at a Skulls and you're saying he was at Man United from 1993 to 2013, that's a long period of time. And he was on top of his game for that period. There wasn't like a, there wasn't a blip, you know, they kept it going for such a long time. Yeah. So that is a fair point. 
Um, yeah. I think in the end, I'm going to just have to, Burkamp just has to be there. Largely because yeah. I had the DVDs of Burkamp's finishing and he was yeah, he phenomenal. Was so, yeah. So, Burkamp's got to be in, the, be in this list of mine. Obviously, Gerard's got to be there. So, that's two. Matt Letizia has got to be there. That's three for me. Ah, Roy Keane. He misses out for me, even though I like him. I do like his mm. character. I like him more now that he's a pundit than I liked him playing for United. Yeah. I didn't like any of these guys in the United jersey. Yeah. Hey, Wonga. Wonga, I'm just finishing up my list here. I've got three. Um, then I've got to say... No, I can't. I'm, I'll never give it to Michael Owen because of what he did. So he's not... Even though I want... Like, there's a there's an inner boy, like, of me, you know, nostalgia going, I looked up to this guy, but screw him. He's done. Um, Ashley Cole. I'm going to give Ashley Cole a shot for number four. I was going to, and then I pulled it out. Yeah, and then I'm going to give Drogba a shot too. I think Drogba deserves it because he also helped transform mm. transform that Chelsea side. And then last but not least, Vieira. That's who I'm going with. Wonga. Yeah. Okay, so your final me, list. Definitely, definitely Vieira. Um, yeah. That 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 second one not looking good. Hold it there. Matt Letizia has to be there. Didier Drogba definitely there. Go up to the top there, Claudio. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dennis Burkham definitely there yeah my man Tony Adams they in Arsenal are flipping missing is a gem like that um, never had him everyone now is just a, a softie um, but I don't mind people like that in the team but you need someone like you need a captain <laughs> in the team goodness sake um, yeah. Steven Gerrard as well um, the stuff he's done for Liverpool, but I know it's a Premier League Hall of Fame, and I know I was like, yeah, Premier League, but geez, the stuff that guy's done that helped Liverpool work, um, that's incredible. How many guys did I have on there? Um, I don't know. That was a good Patrick list. Gerard, that was a good list. Matt Letizia. If I missed one, if I missed one, I'll right, guys, just, we're going um, to open this up to everyone else. If you guys want to submit example. your list, what we're going to do is we're going to put a post out for adding your six players to the Premier League Hall of Fame. And we're going to post it on our channel. So if you feel free to email mm -hmm. us your list and we will create an Instagram post saying who your six players are as well as giving you a shout out. So don't hesitate to do that. Apart from that, gents, we're going to wrap up the show. I just want to say thank you to everyone who did join us today from Pumalani to Selo, who couldn't make the actual show, but it was live in the comments. So thank you very much. And um, I think there were a couple of other guys. Obviously, Wonga's, <laughs> Wonga's having some interesting technical difficulties there. And um, just don't forget to share. Don't forget to subscribe. And obviously, we'll see you again on, <laughs> we'll see you on Thursday. Final, final thoughts, Darren and Wonga. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for having me again. Uh, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, final thoughts. Yeah, some, some good results. Obviously, stoked about the, the lead results. Would have been better for a win, but can't complain about a draw. Uh, and yeah, look forward to the next five games of the season. And also look forward to seeing what these, um, what these Hall of Fame, um, what the polls come out to. To see who, who thinks is in that top six. So we'll have to wait and see. Awesome. Wonga Dega? Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to people. Seeing, I'm looking forward to seeing how many Arsenal players make this uh, 
Yeah, I think I'm going to call it there. Wonga Denga yeah, having some trouble. Gentlemen, thanks again for the night. We'll see you on Thursday for pre-match, Muti. Have a fantastic evening. Cheers. Bye. Cheers, cheers.